Welcome to the Michelle Miao Show at the Commonwealth Club of California. I'm John Zipper, Club's Vice President of Media and Editorial, and your co-host for today's program. Now, we hope you are staying safe and are well wherever you are, and we look forward to seeing you in person one day again at the Commonwealth Club's headquarters in San Francisco when it's safe to do so. Until that happens, we're doing all of our programming online. In fact, this is the latest in more than 360 online programs the club has produced during the pandemic so far. You can find all of our upcoming programs as well as podcasts and video from our past events at commonwealthclub.org. Now, I want to introduce Michelle Miao. She's the producer and host of The Michelle Miao Show and a member of the Commonwealth Club's Board of Governors. Good to see you again, Michelle. Thank you so much, John, and thank you to the Commonwealth Club for providing the platform for giving us the space to bring diverse thought leaders together to have these incredible conversations. Our guest today is Mai Khoi, who's a Vietnamese artist and activist. Today, she leads efforts to promote freedom of artistic expression in Vietnam, for which she was awarded the Vaclav Havel International Prize for Creative Dissent. Her activism has, however, come at a high price. She has had her concerts raided, has been evicted from her house, and has been detained and interrogated by the police. Mai Khoi is an artist in residence at SHIM New York City and an Artist Protection Fund Fellow. Before we begin our conversation with Mai Khoi, let's take a look at a short clip, an exclusive clip of her most recent documentary, Bad Activists. Mình là Mai Khoi. Mình là một nghệ sĩ sống xa quê hương. Mình rất nhớ cha mẹ của mình. Nhớ các bạn, các bạn thân. Mình rất nhớ tô canh chua cá me nấu mỗi ngày. I think about Vietnam every day. Many people are waiting for a hero to save them. But it's not just Vietnam. I see the same thing here. People want a hero who lead them to the promised land, but neither Uncle Ho or Uncle Hope are going to save us. No one changes the world on their own. That's a lie invented by the powerful to keep us powerless. As Howard Zinn said, we don't have to engage in grand heroic actions to participate in process of change. It is the countless small actions from unknown people that lead to the great moments that enter the historical record. We should all be activists, even if it means being a bad activist like me. Let's welcome Mai Khoi to the program. Mai Khoi, thank you so much for being here with us today. Hello, Michelle. Hello, John. Thanks for having me. Let's start with your music. How did you get into music? How young were you? Oh, I I've studied music when I was very little from my father. He taught me music when I was six. And uh, I could write 
my first song when I was seven years old. <laughs> and at 12 years old, I was playing keyboard in the wedding band with my father. <laughs> at that time, when you were in this wedding band, did you know that that would that was going to be your career, you were going to devote your life to music? Or did you think this is just what you're doing as a teenager and you'll do something else later? I love music and I, I wish that I could become a pop star when I was very little and, and I decided music is my main job in my life. Music is my life. <laughs> So let's now enter, you know, politics and activism. At what point did you realize, you know, what injustice is? Or at that, what point did you, did you want to stand up for something you felt was wrong? Mm, you know, I, I've seen injustice in my country when I was growing up in my family due to the influence of Confucianism. The role of the woman is not important as the role of the man in the family. And I, I saw injustice in my family where I see my mother always work very hard to take care for my family, but Sometimes my father got home drunk and yelled at her with some unrespectful words. And I feel that injustice. When I came to Saigon and uh, I became a singer as my work and became famous, I have seen, I have met many different kinds of people through my work and I have seen so many injustices. Um, the government's officers are very rich. While many people don't have enough rice to eat or a place to live. Mm. And um, the government officers have a lot of power to control everyone while the citizen don't even know about their right to participate in politics. And like artists like me, we are under control by the, the censors, the government censors. They have so much power and they are not more intelligent than us but they have power to censor us. That's so injustice to me. I couldn't stand it anymore. And I found a way to fight. Well, tell us about that, a way to fight. How did you do it? And were you scared when you started to fight? Um, you know, in that moment, I still remember one time when I was playing, um, when I, I was performing in uh, the dress rehearsal for the censors. 
uh, one of them stood up and shouted at me in front of many people. They said, "I have a power to stop you, to ban you from singing forever." At that moment, I decided I have to do something. I had to do something. I couldn't stand it anymore. And uh, after that, not long, I I've met with some dissident artists, and uh, we hang out, and then we we record a, a, a lot of of uh, independent artists who dare to work without the censorship system, and. Uh, I nominated myself for the National Assembly election with the very simple arm. Um, I want to show people that there is the right to participate in politics. If my court can nominate herself, everyone can nominate themselves for the National Assembly election. And uh, yeah, I am. Um, I find it that way. <laughs> I I show people about their rights. I raise awareness for people about um, what freedom of expression is, and uh, I gather many independent artists. Okay, sorry, Michelle. But could you talk some more about this the the National Assembly uh, seat you ran for? What was, did, were you able to campaign or did they, did the government stop you from speaking or how, what was that like? That, that's a very big thing to have done. Oh, actually I was rejected from the ballot unfairly. Yeah, they, they, they would not let me get into the Congress. Mm. Uh, I, I knew that because Vietnam is a one party state that doesn't allow any political opposition. Um, they control everything. National media is controlled by the government. Uh, we don't allow to, to do any campaign. Uh, I just started the nomination because I want people to know there is the right. Yeah, they should know about that first and then they Yeah, when they know about the rights, they will, they will have the next step to, to act, to fight for their rights. Um, yeah, I was rejected from the ballot, but at the same time, I have known that President Obama was coming to visit Vietnam. So I invite him to meet with me by a video. Yeah, I made the video and the video went viral. And then I received an invitation from the U.S. Embassy. And then I've met with President Obama. Of course, I had to, I had to spend a lot of troubles before the meeting and many activists was being arrested before the meeting. But, but uh, at the end, I, I, I made it into the meeting and uh, 
the meeting was legitimate my election campaign and it was encouraging many people, especially many young people. Mm. It's, it was successful that way, but in another in another way, I think it was not successful because after the meeting, um, nothing changed. Obama couldn't help us. And um, the, PP, the P, TPP, at that time, TPP it was a hope, but it's gone. When Obama end his term, the TPP is gone. Oh uh, yeah, and I keep I keep fighting for many issues in Vietnam. A lot of troubles and issues happening every day. I think at this point, I mean, having that much success, being able to have a meeting with President Obama, being able to go viral in this video that you did and in, um, being successful in your music, this would be at the, the, the beginning or the height, heightened uh, or, or, you know, the Vietnamese government really censoring you. And if we can talk a little bit about censorship and how you were affected. Yes, um, in Vietnam, we have the censorship of art and censorship of media. And now they try to control the internet. We don't even have the right to organize our own show in our house without the permission. That's kind of the censorship I, I had experienced in Vietnam. Um, and now the police can policing you on social media. And many people have been arrested, have been fined because they write their opinions about politics on their Facebook. And the companies, like the social media companies like Facebook and Google are cooperating with the government to censor the internet. Many activist accounts and posts are being blocked and deleted. I am spending two years already to fight these issues. I, I have a chance to, to wrote an article about these issues on Washington Post. And then after that, I had some meetings with Facebook people I brought the issues to them and I'm waiting for them to resolve the issues. But Facebook just ignored it. 
and they they keep cooperating with the government to censor the internet. I need to I need to bring these issues. Uh, I I I I really need got gather more activists and uh, journalists and and some people who care about these issues. We have to fight with each other to get Facebook accountability. Have you received any help in this effort here in the United States? Any groups, you know, you said Facebook and, you know, is not helping, but are there any other, you know, maybe nonprofits or activist groups who uh, can help you or are trying to help you? Um, yeah, I I have many support from international organizations like Human Rights Watch um, and um, many yeah many international organizations are supporting me to 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 work on my activism and raise the message to the world. Um, Sometimes they put pressure on the Vietnamese government to uh, <laughs> to to ask them to respect human rights. Um, but I think we should have bigger solidarity between civil society groups are uh, internationally. I mean. Mm-hmm. What I've seen in the U.S., um, some movements is very, very big, like Black Lives Matters, uh, and I and I did contribute uh, to Black Lives Matter movements, and um, I I want to see another civil society groups in another countries. Uh, stand up more and create more like bigger solidarity to together we can we can um, toward to a better world <laughs> we'll we'll talk about that later i think there is a a movement growing uh certainly in asia such as hong kong thailand uh pro democracy yes. movement so we'll talk about that a little later Um, you know, even even with the censorship and and the Vietnamese government trying to uh, scare you, maybe and, and harass you, you still continue with your activism. President Obama might not have been able, excuse me, able to help, uh, but you continued the activism and and even protested when President Donald Trump visited Vietnam. Why why did you? protest President Trump when he visited Vietnam? And then what was the response from the Vietnamese people? You know, everyone know Trump was totally wrong. He is a wrong person uh, to be a president. He was racist. He was sexist. He's a liar. Uh, his policy about 
anything was very wrong. Like I, I think half of the world already know about that. But when I protested Trump, I just want to show Vietnamese people what freedom of expression looks like. You know, Vietnamese people, most of them even don't know what free expression means. And, uh, and yeah, after the protest, I was evicted from my house in the middle of the night. And it showed the world that there's no freedom of expression in Vietnam at all. I, I, we have a performance, actually a song, and I think it was um, written right, you know, uh, about this, this feeling of how people treated you after you protested President Trump and even um, friends or people that you knew, you know, found you to be this disrespectful woman. Um, so, yeah. you know, something like that. And so um, I'd love to play that performance for our audience today. Very, 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 very powerful and um, courageous. Uh, yeah. I remember I received a thousand swears, unrespectful words a day through social media from the Vietnamese people who supported Trump. <laughs> At that time, I was so frustrated about that. Just if you would share your feelings uh, this past November when uh, you heard that Donald Trump had been defeated in his reelection bid, um, I, I assume you felt some sense of 
happiness and satisfaction from that. <laughs> yes, I think the people, many people waiting for that moment. Trump should be in jail for what they did, uh, for what he did, or for what he done to people. Yeah. I, I, I know if, because he's, uh, the U.S. president is very hard to get him in jail, even he did a big fault, he is a criminal, but I think he, he should face with some trial, he should be defeated. You know, I, I, here in America, at least, um, the younger generation of Vietnamese Americans had a question about why there is such a high number of Vietnamese Americans who support President Trump. It opens up the conversation about our understanding of U.S. and Vietnam, the relationship between the two countries. I would love to hear your opinion about U.S., Vietnam, and why you think so many people support President Trump. I think um, Vietnamese support Trump. Most of them supported Trump because they are sexist like Trump. <laughs> they they racist and sexist like like Trump, so they support Trump. Apart from uh, Trump's, apart from Trump's attitude toward China, I think the people who supported Trump have been a wrong value. Um, they don't really care about the relationship between the two countries, the U.S. and Vietnam. Um, they don't really understand uh, what democracy is and or what the future should be. I I don't really I don't really can't explain why, <laughs> but I, I just want to see the future where we have better relationships between two countries, the U.S. and Vietnam, where both governments of those two countries know how to respect human rights and know how to include all of the human rights conditions to any trade agreement between two countries. And they should know how to use the punishment if one of them violates the human rights. And I, I really want to see the future that Vietnam civil society will uh, grow up, will develop, 
and show their solidarity to uh, civil society in other countries like the U.S. and some countries in Asia. We, we, sh we all should be activists to together to build another world which is more justice and more safe for all of us. Michael, you have been called the Lady Gaga of Vietnam. Um, so two questions. How do you feel about that? And have you, have you met or heard from Lady Gaga? Uh, <laughs> I like Lady Gaga. So I don't really mind if people call me Vietnamese Lady Gaga. But the funny is, in Vietnam, people called me Lady Gaga as an insult. <laughs> because, you know, Vietnamese society is a conservative society. They don't like the image of a woman like Lady Gaga. They like the traditional girly and behave woman's image. <laughs> mm. But I like Lady Gaga. I want to meet her one day. I think she uh, she's very talented. And she recently, I see she used her frame to uh, encourage people to get involved in politics in the right way. Promote for democracy in the right way. And I think it's good. I admire her. If I want keeps, to see her. Yeah. If she keeps that up, we can start calling Lady Gaga the My Koi of America. <laughs> I like that joke, John. It's good. <laughs> we all do. Um, so speaking of, you know, your music, which we have, we do have another performance that we'll play a little later. So, so stick with us. You're here with us live. And by the way, um, you know, you're, you're allowed to ask my Koi questions too, if you want, uh, we want you engaged, but my Koi, uh, you know, there's a, all your music is written with these personal lyrics of how you've been treated by the Vietnamese government. Um, so obviously very outspoken, but artistically as well, uh, you're, you're very expressive in the songs and, uh, you know, I love, I like the, the growl. Uh, and the sounds that you make, um, which makes us feel like we are living in a dystopia or living in this, you know, messed up world. Uh, but if you can talk a little bit about uh, your, your music and artistry and why you choose to be very expressive in it. And that, that is your style. Yes. I used to play pop music before, but when I get involved in activism, I have different feeling and I, I had different experiences. And uh, when I write music, I think one single form of music is not enough for me to express the topic that I want to, I want to sing about. So I, yeah, like for example, in uh, bad activist performance, 
I am telling my own story, uh, which is transformation from a pop star to dissident artist. So that transformation needs the music go match with that. So I have pop songs from the beginning and then it turned to uh, free chats and some um, electronic music and some rap and experimental music um, and some ethnic experimental chats. So kind of many style of music could express all of the different states and different emotions of the story, of the atmosphere of the things that happened in my life. Yeah, so I, I am very lucky that I am a musician, a singer, a performance artist, so I can have, I have art to express myself. And now I feel, I feel more free. I feel completely free when I'm here in the U.S. I'm having uh, an artist protection fund fellow at Pittsburgh University, a city of asylum and free expression projects. People here are supporting me to do uh, bad activists, the main projects that I am focusing on now. So in this project, uh, I, I wish I want to make it bigger and uh, if I can perform around the world and bring that message to people around the world. <laughs> I want to uh, ask a little bit more about what this, this topic of you creating your, your music. Um, does it take you a long time to uh, put together a song? And do you come up with the the words before the le- the music? Or I mean, do you just talk a little bit about the mechanics of of uh, yeah. an artist and creating something like that? Yes, normally I make music. Uh, I I have the content in my head, and uh, everything has to follow the content. So the music, the melody, the rhythm, the lyrics, I will have it at the same time when I write that content down. Uh, And uh, yeah, that will be a song. But sometimes the song came out very easy. Sometimes the song come out not easy. (laughs) For example, it's it's really very depend on... on, um, I don't know, maybe on the energy or something. Um, for example, after the meeting with President Obama, I was very disappointed and I wrote the song, Just Be Patient. That song was, in, uh, that song was inspired from that meeting, which is what he told me in the meeting. But then when I want to write a song about peace on you, Trump, <laughs> it was so difficult. Uh, yeah, I, 
until now I couldn't write a song about that. Which I, but I really, really want to write a song about that. Yes, very hard. I'm curious. Um, your most recent album is it Descendant? Is that the most or? Um, Are you working yes. on new material now? My, um, yeah, my latest album was Descent. Descent, I'm is, sorry. Yeah, Descent, which is released uh, two years ago. Mm-hmm. But right now I am working on the performance called Bad Activist. And uh, I want to make it into the feature length musical movie. This is a big project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I really, really want to make it. Uh, and I, I really want to have more support from people to finish this project. And how can people support you with Finnish um, Bad Activists? Yes. Uh, if people see uh, they want to contribute or support for my work, for this project, they can come to my website uh, and contact with me. My website is www.mai-khoi.com. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. <laughs> And people can also follow you on on Twitter. I know um, you you said you, you you keep fighting for these issues of freedom of expression in Vietnam. Are you hopeful? Do you see change happening there, or um, or not? You're nodding, so I, I hope that means hopeful. Yes, I I um, I feel hopeful. Even there is no hope in that country. I have to feel hopeful anyway. Um, you know, everyone see the country have the wrong system, the wrong political system. So it's so difficult to change. Um, but I hopeful, I feel hopeful <laughs> because uh, from some People like me, we encourage, day by day, we encourage young people to get involved with us, to expand the community, the independent artist community. And uh, these artists will work without thinking about censor themselves or the censorship. So I can see now many artists organize secret exhibition and performance in their own studio without asking any permission. That's happening right now in Vietnam. And I hope in the future, more and more artists work in that way so the censorship will not have work to do. They will repute themselves. <laughs> In the, the very first clip that we, sh- we showed, 
uh, you had mentioned that you're living in exile and you miss your family and your friends. Um, are you able to keep in contact with them? Uh, are, are, do you think that the Vietnamese government is, is watching, watching you right now? <laughs> oh, yeah. The Vietnamese government's always watching me. Mm. Always, yes. They still censor me every day. Mm, and they try to reject my Facebook account and my YouTube account. So people want to get in, want to access my YouTube channel will be harder. Uh, and uh, they, they have, they create some program to talk, like talk show or comedy to criticize me. They are watching my Facebook every day and they know what is my new songs, who I collaborated with, uh, what projects I'm doing now. And they criticize that. That's what they are doing. But I'm still able to connect with my activist friends and my artist friends in Vietnam every day. We're still fighting together. Uh, if or when you, you do return to Vietnam, do you ever think you would try to run for office again, the National Assembly? Yes, I want to. I want, if I have a chance to go back to Vietnam and completely free, I will run for the National Assembly election again. <laughs> So courageous, um, you know. The, you you have been detained by the Vietnamese government uh, shortly after your European tour and receiving these high prize awards for uh, you know international recognition. And you know you yeah you you've been detained. I, I mean, um, tell us you know what that experience was like, and if that ever scares you. I think that was a question John had earlier. It doesn't seem like you're afraid. Uh, I, yeah, I was not afraid. I, I just felt insulted when they detained me, an artist. I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> I'm not criminal. I'm not a terrorist. But they detained me at the airport. They detained me two times already and they threatened me to detain me again. I was not afraid, but I think I'm better out of jail. I can do more things when I'm out of jail instead or in jail. Um, right now, many activist friends of mine have been arrested and uh, freedom of expression are being attacked heavily in Vietnam right now. Um, yeah, we, we, I, I wish, I don't know how, but I wish in the future Vietnam should be changed. Mm -hmm. We have a performance, our final performance from you for the afternoon, which is in 
the documentary Bad Activists, a project that Mike Coy is trying to finish, and we'll mention it again at the end of the program and how you can help. But here is the final performance titled Questions. felt so much of the the hurts, the rage, the the emotions you know behind it all and 
we chose questions because uh, I think it echoes beyond what happened to you in Vietnam, being being detained, you know, by your own government for doing nothing. I think that 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 touches many people around the world. Yes, I I think all of these stupid things should stop, should end in Vietnam. Um, many people have been detained, not just only me. Many people are under surveillance. Many people are under travel ban. And those things should be end soon. But how? how? How can we make it end? We have to be activists. We have to be an activist. We all, yeah. Of all of your songs, is, is there one of them or one or two of them that are your personal favorites for whatever reason? And if so, what are they and why? I, 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 I wrote song and I performed my songs um, I think that's you you can feel my energy when I perform my songs, right? Because when I wrote that song, I wrote about the truth. I wrote about what I've seen, what I feel. And uh, and when I perform it, all of this thing is come back. All of these emotions come back to me. So when I play it and sing it, I I not just sing this from my mouth, it sings, I sing from my soul and from my past, from what happened to me, from all of my experience. There is a song, um, I was really excited to have witnessed it. I thought you wrote it for me, but I'm pretty sure you did mm-hmm. not. Uh, titled Meow Meow. Um, oh, yeah. I, I didn't get to cho- I didn't get to include it in our program today. So if you want to hear it, you definitely uh, get in contact with Mai Koi and uh, support her her project, Bad Activists. Um, but yeah, Meow Meow. If, if do you mind telling us a little bit about that song? Meow Meow song is the song that written from. The poets, dissident poets. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the lyrics were talking about country like Vietnam. The country is like, like, like the cat. <laughs> uh, the cat, which is uh, some cat is very scared, but some Cat is very big and a lot of power, and they show show up their power. And the little cat is very scared and very behave and under the suppress. So yeah, those lyrics is very metaphors uh, and uh, kind of. Uh, <laughs> it's very hard to explain the meaning, but when I sing that song, I. I have the image that the country, the whole countries are like cats, just only like the cat. Do you, would you mind meowing for us? 
like you did in the songs. <laughs> that, maybe that's how somebody will understand what you're talking about, the power of this, you know, country, uh, the, uh, metaf- uh, the cat being used as a metaphor for the country, the powerful country. Right. Um, um, so these songs have three different transformation. From the beginning, it's very uh, soft, romantic, with all of the sounds that, like the sounds of animals who who want to be a human. And uh, it's, it's metaphor for the image of a country want to develop. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like something like that. Yeah. Um, well, I love and, the meow in that, and so like yes. I said, if you want to hear the song, you gotta reach out to my koi and see if you could get <laughs> the bad stuff of it. Right. Yeah. Um, the meow meow sounds w- was very interesting at the end of the song. I make that sound. <laughs> and many people express that they really like that moment. You, you mentioned how uh, Vietnamese government officials or agents or whatever are fouling everything you do. Um, no doubt they're either watching this or they're going to listen to our podcast of this program. Um, do you want to say something directly to these people who their job is buying on artists? What would you say to them directly since you know they're listening? They should stop doing this thing because... They are waiting their time for doing stupid things like this, policing on people uh, and uh, violate the human rights and uh, suppress the progressive movements and uh, control people like me. They should stop doing things like that. It's it's not. It's it's not. It's not a good way to contribute for the future. I I think um, <laughs> maybe they will not follow what I say. Uh, they will. They will hate me more after they hear these words from me. <laughs> well, on that note. You know, our our final few minutes with you, we'd like to hear about the hope that you might have for the future. Um, What would it take, you know, for a a democracy around the world or in other countries or this opportunity for for freedom, the uh, freedom to express oneself? We are seeing the younger generation really take a stand on that with movements in Hong Kong and Thailand and, and, and elsewhere. But the the headlines are, you know, people are talking about it. We would love to hear your thoughts about, you know, the movement right now and the hope for the future generation. Yes. You know, when when Hong Kong movements happened, all of activists in Vietnam inspired from them. Like many people, a lot of people, talking about that movement on Facebook. 
and we support for Hong Kong movement a lot. Uh, we really want to have the same big movement like that in Vietnam. And, mm. and I think actually it was not enough. It was very big, but it, it was not enough at all. We need to do it bigger and we need bigger solidarity. I've seen not many activists in Asian or Asia uh, gathering together to do something together. Not many of them are doing that. I hope in the future we know how to get connected to each other more and uh, and we we have to create bigger movements together. You've talked about how you've gotten some criticism from, uh, you know, audience members or people who don't like your music or your politics. Um, do you ever get criticism from other artists who are just saying, oh, don't do this, just, you know, stop the politics, just write a song or something like that? Do, do other musicians kind of urge you to be less political? Yes. Many artists tell me, they still telling me, stop doing what you are doing. You are an artist and you just... You better just be an artist. You, you're not peaceful like before when you become an activist. But another side, activists been telling me that, yeah, we need people like you. We need something, uh, some people stand up for the right thing and uh, to be the, a light for for a voice for change, it's something like that. So I have both sides have different opinion. <laughs> yes, that's very um, that's that's attentions about being both artist and activist at the same time. Mike Hoy, it's been an incredible pleasure to have you with us this hour and learning from you and hearing your opinions and fighting for freedom of expression and free speech in a country like Vietnam. Final question for you is you're here in the United States. The United States can be a, an influence, um, I think, you know, for this, the, the, the fight for, for freedom and democracy. Um, so it's kind of a reverse question from what John had asked, you know, the, what message you might have for the Vietnamese government, but perhaps maybe a message for Americans or uh, new leadership here in the U.S. I I just want to repeat what Harris Dean said that we we should all of us uh, each of us could contribute the small action to the big movement, so all of us can become an activist that way to uh, yeah to build for the better world and I still believe the US have the right democracy democracy system but sometimes we need to work harder together to make it more right. 
<laughs> Become an activist, everyone. You can be an activist too. Be a bad activist, or at least yeah. support my Koi's project, Bad Activist, by visiting my dash koi dot com. Did I get it right? M A I dash k-h-o-i dot com we want to thank you so much for being here with us today again we are truly honored that you've taken the time to be with us also thank you at home for joining us live and the commonwealth club for providing the space to do this and so john i will leave you with the last words i'll just double michelle's thanks to you my koi and everyone watching listening Hope you enjoyed this program. Please share it online, share it on Twitter and Facebook, share the podcast, and we look forward to hearing from many more artists and others in future programs. In fact, you can find out our full lineup at commonwealthclub.org slash MMS. So on that note, everybody have a good day. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll see you in the future.